Hello and welcome to Home Comfort Tactics. My name is Eric Gans. I'm an energy auditor in Maryland. And this is a follow-up. This is a second part to my podcast from last week, which really is 10 things that you should have on your bucket list of things to do this fall to make your home more comfortable, more cozy, and more efficient for the winter. And the first five things on the list, of course, were do-it-yourselfer type things, things that I you know, think that if you roll up your sleeves, you could get a little dirty and do. But these next five things are a little more on the heavy lifting side, things that I think that you, know, you probably need to hire somebody to do for you. And before I get into that, I just want to mention to you that I am out in the field doing these energy audits on a daily basis, and I want to try to bring some of the things that I see in house after house time and time again to the forefront so that you can you know learn a little bit more about what is going on in your house and what's important so that you can prioritize and understand that you're probably not too far away from having a a more comfortable home all right so let's go through the final um five things here number six and seven out of ten are Get an energy audit this fall and also get a duct assessment. Now, those two can go hand in hand if you decide to get the energy audit because a good energy auditor is also going to be assessing your ducts. However, if you're not really wanting to go down the pathway of getting an energy audit right now for whatever reason, maybe it's not your thing, then you should absolutely have somebody assess your ducts, especially and really only if your ducks are in your attic or your crawl space. So I'm going to tell you a little story about the Grant family in Laurel, Maryland, and they decided to get the energy audit done about a month or so ago. They figured it'd be a good idea since they're getting ready to do the basement. They're finishing off the basement and they're thinking about possibly upgrading their uh, HVAC, which was 2008. So it was what? Uh, I don't know what. <laughs> four seven years old no 12 15 years old oh man um they also were pretty sure when i arrived on the scene that they were going to be getting windows and doors because they felt like you know they needed to because that's pretty much what everybody thinks but it was low on the list for now and they'd also heard about the rebates through the utility company which for them was bge in maryland so they wanted to learn more about that as well and the audit turned out to be a really really good thing for them they realized right off the bat you know that their hvac was already energy star it was already efficient and you have to really sort of think about the law of diminishing returns when it comes to an energy efficient machine, even if it's 15 years old. You're not really going to get too much more out of it in terms of efficiency. And those machines are built to last or run a long time. They're built to run and run and run. And if you do decide to get some of the things that I talk about with people on the list done, then guess what? The HVAC is going to have to run less over the next 15 years, which means as long as you keep up with it, then it should last a good long time. They were also relieved to find out that the windows were not something they needed because during the assessment, I was able to talk to them and show them that the windows were already somewhat energy efficient. The icing on the cake is they were able to take full advantage of a huge benefit in the basement before they closed the ceiling. 
And I've seen this time and time again where people are missing a huge opportunity to seal off a huge source of um, energy loss, which would be humidity gain in the summer and also cold air in the winter. So energy loss through also poor comfort down in the basement because the ceiling has been finished and you don't really want to start cutting down drywall if it, um, you know once it's up you want to do that before you finished off the basement so that was a great win for them because they were able to prioritize the things that they had going on to make sure that nothing got in the way of the other for example finishing the basement first then getting the assessment only to find out that there was a there was a huge opportunity missed because most basements do have some area that is going to remain unfinished and that usually equates to about 25 percent of the total area that could be sealed but if you have a full unfinished basement then you know it would be great to get the full 100 percent if you can and then finally, they also learned about how the rebates work through BGE. And the other great thing is they learned about how they're able to stack the rebates on top of rebates that are coming down the pike through the Inflation Reduction Act. I educated them and explained to them how the program works, both programs, and that empowered them. It get, puts them in a position to maximize their their benefits and their incentives. So again, they are able to maximize their benefits, meaning they can seal the basement before they close it up because they got the energy audit. And they can also make sure that they get the maximum amount of money to do these things. All right, so let's get into number eight and nine. And this is going to be a little story that I want to tell you about myself. And the two on the list here are full crawl space encapsulation. So during the do-it-yourselfer, I was saying just get down there and close off those open vents with some foam and some sealant. But here we're talking about going full throttle, full crawl space encapsulation, and also air sealing and insulating the attic all the way so last uh, episode i was talking about maybe just hitting some of the bigger more obvious penetrations recess lights things like that but here we're talking about getting to all of the nooks and crannies all of the places that we can actually get to that we know are going to leak air and seal them professionally and the way that i want to go about this i want to tell you a little story about uh, my situation and when we moved into the house that I'm currently in, the one that I'm broadcasting to you uh, to you from now, it was cold and drafty in the winter. And we were basically, you know, kind of feeling like, wow, you know, we can't really sit in the living room. It's very cold. We had to turn the heat up if we wanted to sit in there. It just felt drafty. And I was just getting into this field at the beginning of 2018 and we had moved in at the end of 2017. So I was starting to put some pieces of the puzzle together and we decided immediately that we were gonna get the attic sealed and insulated. And I can tell you that it made a huge difference for us. You know, it was so much easier, even with the old HVAC to get the house to heat a little bit faster. It felt like the air was warmer from the heat pump, and that's something that I've I've done a full um, story on in a pre another show that I did on YouTube, where I actually was able to 
go and do an energy audit for somebody and explain to them why the insulation was so poor that that was the reason why their heat pump you know wasn't working because they were considering switching to gas and of course nowadays these days we want to switch over everything to electric so we're trying to stay away from gas and that's going to require people like myself to get into people's attics and their homes and explain what's going on but back to it um i basically had the attic insulated and sealed and we were more comfortable but there was still something missing because we have two little dogs and we would go down into the foyer and this townhouse, the foyer area is sort of built off the front of the house on a small crawl space. And that foyer and the area adjacent to it, which is the living room, were still cold. So the house was more comfortable. We were spending most of our time, but there were still a few places that it was just downright cold. And then um, about two years later, I decided to, in the summer of 21, I decided to have that foyer space encapsulated. And that has really taken us over the hump. Not only for the winter time, not only is that foyer just more comfortable, more a part of the house. It's not frigid in the morning when we're staging the dogs to get them out on a cold for a cold walk. But also the living room adjacent is much more comfortable. We don't feel like we have to adjust the thermostat when we go to watch television. And then the big thing that was really interesting to me, well, two things. One, I just want to mention about the summer, too, even though this is more for things to get ready for the winter. But you'd be surprised how much of a crawl, how much the crawl space plays a factor into comfort in the summer as well. But the other big thing I noticed, and I think this is one thing that is really interesting to me, I tend to have really dry hands during the wintertime. My fingers get cracked. I do work with my hands out in the field doing energy audits, but when I come home, you know, it was unbearable. I have to use constant lotion. But since I closed off the crawl space and that cold, dry air isn't getting drawn into the house, I can tell you that my hands have been much more easy to manage. I didn't have cracked fingers the past two winters. I'm going to go for another winter here and see because I'll tell you that it hasn't been quite as cold here the past couple winters. We haven't gotten the polar vortexes, but I remember we did get one cold stint and I just didn't feel like my hands. So that's just another thing. I, I'm What I'm trying to say here is when you don't let as much of that cold, dry air into your house, you're going to have better energy bills. You're going to have better comfort. And there's also other you know great things that you get out of it. And then, so that was the two things there. Um, I just wanted to sort of make the point that we had the attic and the insulation done, and that brought us closer to the promised land, but then doing the crawl space took us all the way. All right, so the last thing that I wanted to talk about here on my list of things that you should do before winter sets in, if you want a nice, comfy, cozy home, is seal and insulate your overhangs so what is that well I'm gonna put some pictures up of these things on YouTube for those that are watching on YouTube but those that are listening an overhang is sometimes called a cantilever it's oftentimes on the back of the house sometimes it's on the second floor to give that second floor an extra two feet 
they don't build the foundation out the two feet. They just put the joist or they extend the joist over the wall two feet. And a lot of times you get them on the first floor too. Maybe a bump out bay window on a dining room. You might even have a eight by two foot bump out to the sliding door near the kitchen. But the point is when you look at your house and if you want to know whether or not it's a cantilever and overhang, then you got to look at where the foundation wall is and is that space hanging over top of it outside of the foundation wall, whether it's on the first or second floor. Usually these areas are incorrectly insulated and because of the style and the type of construction and the way that it's put together, they're also big offenders when it comes to comfort and energy efficient problems. So the story that I want to talk to you about here um, today is a buddy of mine and he reached out to me. He saw me on LinkedIn and saw that I was, you know, involved with uh, doing tight energy audits and sealing up houses. And he was just telling me that he was so disappointed because last year uh, he had spent a f small fortune on getting the basement finished to extend his living space. They had a big family and they spent most of their time on the first and second floor. And he finally was able to get some money together and get the basement finished out and make it sort of like a rec room. But he was really disappointed once again because the winter rolled around and himself and the kids nobody wanted to hang out down there because it was freezing cold it was freezing and he couldn't figure out why he didn't really understand what was going on and that's kind of ties a little bit back to my first two on the list here getting the energy audit getting the assessment before you get any type of work done to try to avoid something like this but back to it the reason why this problem was happening for him mostly was because of this rear bump out and when we took the thing apart eventually he decided to get the work done you know it's very obvious why because you can see up into the you know living space basically from the outside and the reason why it's invisible is because it's covered by drywall. Now, this is where I hope over the next 10 years, people that are doing additions are going to start to get wise to this. But his contractor, before closing everything off, could have helped him by blocking all that area off and sealing it. But that's the whole thing with this. And one of the reasons why I'm putting this podcast together is because even in 2023, you know, there are so many great contractors out there that are doing really good work because, believe me, his basement looked fantastic. But they don't, there's a disconnect with how to make the house more comfortable and to make it more efficient. So they can make the space beautiful, but they're not in tune with how to make it comfortable. And I think that with, you know, the Inflation Reduction Act and climate change and just a big push towards, you know, using less and getting more sustainability, that 
these contractors out there doing this are going to wise up and they're going to figure this stuff out and they're going to be able to offer better services to the end user, the homeowner, because after the 18,000 or whatever it was gets sunken into the basement for this great oasis of, you know, a living space, then it is going to be tight and sealed because the contractor knew what he was doing and he made sure she knew what she was doing, made sure that everything was buttoned up before closing it. Then they're not going to get any callbacks. They're not going to have any problems. The customer is going to be cozy and comfy. And the house overall is going to be more efficient because not only does the basement benefit from the work, but also the upper floors as well. Anyway, those are the things on my bucket list of things that you could do this fall to make your house more comfortable. I appreciate you listening, and I hope this podcast helped somebody out there. I'm out in the field. I am seeing these problems firsthand. I can attest to the fact that if you're on the fence and you're not sure if you should get an energy audit, absolutely you should get an energy audit. And if you're in Maryland, call me. Thanks for watching.